I never feel bad about yeah. my age. Can you have a sandwich? Yeah, it gets so hard in your feet. 69. Oh, come on, you're really older than me. You're, you're like OG child. Really? Oh, you're an old man. Okay, I'm 69 too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I knew you were a boy. <laughs> no, wait a minute, he's killing her. He is 29. I know she is. And she always will be. Always will be. Thank you. Always will be. That's a little too old. I like 27. There you go, there you go. Let's shave two years off. Of my, my mother was forever 21. That's what it says on this her grave. Forever 21. Forever 21. Before that company came out with clothing. Are you serious? Yeah. What, what, what says? Your my, mother's my mother's grave says forever 21, 21 because she always said I'm forever 21. That is beautiful. No, but this is before forever it, 21 came out. Wow. But what's funny about and, that? And another have... funny point about my, my mother's grave is that I have engraved Mommy Dearest on it. That's before the book came out. Mommy Dearest. So everyone's going, ooh, ooh. that's what you called so, your mom? Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but this is, completely different yeah. this is, you know, different. It's not Joan Crawford. It's, right. you know, it's my mom. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't, I mean, that's who she was. And she was mommy and <laughs> dearest. And it's so funny, so on, now the, it's on the headstone of her mom's grave is name of, there's a cat on there. Uh, and that there's says, a cat on there too? Yeah, yes. there's a cat. On, is she the here in Japan? No, of course she's in Japan. Japan. Yeah. At the end of it, you know, it says you know, birth, how old he was when he died, right? right? So her mom's forever 21. The cat was 16, 16. 16 right? <laughs> and we walked up to the, at the cemetery one day and this family there, you know, how people like to do the tour of the graves. He goes, Ah, Kaiso. And that feels so like so 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 I know. Yeah. But back then, um, it's a Catholic, uh, a Catholic cemetery. Is it the cemetery in Yokohama? It's in uh, Itsukaichi. Itsukaichi, okay. okay. There's a cemetery that's okay. only, it, okay. it's not a Gaijin cemetery, it's what a Catholic it? cemetery. Okay. And uh, as the person who was the Kandinin there said, well, they wouldn't know, nobody would know that there's a cat in here. Write it in English, nobody knows. <laughs> So I got my mother's cat in there, yeah, because they, they both died at about the same time. Wow. So my, my mom's happy there, but I have to pull her out. We're going to grind her and then we're just going to, yeah, because what are you, you going to do with the gravesite though? Oh, it's called Hakajimai. Hakajimai. You, no, but what are you going to do with hers, her gravesite? I mean, didn't you pay for that lot, plot of land? I know, but then we'll probably sell it or something. Okay, there you go. That's yeah. right. All right, you can. I, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. And we're not going to be there to take. We're care not going to be eventually. there. Right, of course. Yeah. And, and that's where you're doing this, okay? Right, and so that we also won't have anyone coming. You know, I don't. My daughter's. Our daughter's in Sweden. She's mm -hmm. not going to. I don't want her to burden. I be be I burdened you're with. About yeah. That, right, with the thought of that. So, I, I and then I've got. Um, we don't know how many cats at home. We've got all their bones. Now, this is all good for the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that we're good because we're running. No, no. It's, it's, it's like, 
Well, since it is good for the podcast, yeah. let me first of all thank both of you for coming here to do this. I've known you forever. <laughs> Literally. Literally <laughs> forever. Our kids grew up together. Uh, yeah. And that is, it's yeah. been wonderful, Jerry. It's been wonderful, Jerry. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah. I'm so excited about today. We now no, we have four cats and they will always come here. Right here. And they they will be in your face and going every second, right. It's like are you gonna touch me or not? Are you going to rub me or not? But they were raised around humans. So they think they're human. Right. I got it. So it's better this way. <laughs> it's better this it's way. Better this way. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. first of all, let's start off with ladies first, of course. Jerry, where were you born? Tokyo. Tokyo, okay. Born and, and raised here and still here. Where in Tokyo? Um, Tsukiji. Tsukiji, okay. At right. the Seiroka Bioin, St. Luke's. St. Luke's? Yes. Okay, okay. Now tell me about your mom and dad. I mean, where you... um, My mother came here in... in uh, after MacArthur came, so in 1949, well, she wait, came your mother's the foreigner? They're both foreigners. Okay, well, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a long story. My mother's parents were Japanese. Okay. Um, my grandma, or my, oh, gee, how far should we go back? No. My grandmother's father used to travel back and forth between Hiroshima and the U.S., this is way back in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And he used to bring back coffee and would take something else to the States. So he was, he a, was trader. a trader. He was a trader, okay. And then um, my grandfather was a farmer in Hiroshima, but he was the second son, so you don't get anything. Right, right. So he decided to go to the States to start a new life. Mm -hmm. And then um, he wanted a wife, so the neighborhood girl got picked and she lived with her with his parents for a year and then she got to go on a boat to the states when he was ready to invite her okay so um, my grandmother always talks about the happiest time of her life was the two weeks on the boat between japan and the u.s happiest time of her life right. And Nothing that long, but that was a pretty long trip too. How yeah, long was it? It was you know? probably about two weeks. Right. And uh, they, she, she would say, "Well, there were only girls on the boat. They were all going to be picture brides. Right. So they were all going to the U.S. with dreams mm -hmm. and hopes and everything mm -hmm. else. And then all the hardship began the minute hit, they hit yeah, the, the states. states. So the happiest time was those two. The, the time over imagining what it's going to be like and. And, and then she always says there were two boats. One went to Brazil, South America, and the other one was going to the United States. That's right. And she's happy she got on the boat that went to the United States. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. So, yeah. It would have been a whole different story. Yep. And then, so yeah. my mother was born in the States, but mm -hmm. she's a Japanese-American. Born to her? Yes. Your grandmother, right? mm -hmm. She was the second child of three girls. But, but, but did you, oh, so it's your grandmother, so your mother. Okay, so she's, she's Japanese. Ethnically, all the way through. Yes. Yeah, yes. And then your mother married your grandmother. Yeah, your mother married who? Uh, Caucasian. Caucasian guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he was only in the states. He didn't. She didn't find him here. She found him here because U.S. military. Oh, so he was military. Okay, got it. Okay. So did you know your father well? I mean, did you? Did no, you know? he left when before I was born. Or no, he left Maybe after I was born. 
Right. So you never, did you ever have a picture of him? I did not have anything and I found him on the internet. When? In 2005 or six, something around there. And he just died last year. Did you, did you, have a, did you get a relationship with him? After a you found certain him kind of a relationship, yes. He hadn't told anyone that he was he married the first time. Is that right? He was married four or five times. After you? After my mother. mother. Wow. But that is so he didn't exist. But I didn't he exist. Didn't, he didn't say anything about he, that. He, At that time particularly, of course. No. And right. then, um, so my mother uh, was a Nakamura, but she had to fight. I mean, she was a Sarles, mm -hmm. is my father's name, married, when she married him. Right. And she never signed the divorce papers, so she was always Mrs. Sarles. And that was because the discrimination that you would have as a Nakamura. Right. She yes, went to right. camp, remember, quote unquote. Of course, yes. So she was in camp. No, from, no how could you, they were in California then. They were in California That's and the they, they got sent to right, the, they were in the concentration right. camp they from sure did, 18 yeah. to 22. So she should That's have right. been going to college and she went to camp instead. Right, right, right. And to get out, she joined the did department. Did she have you? Well, she, no, she didn't. She came here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, she was... I can retract. I can take that part. No, no, that's okay. World War II is what we're talking I about know, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I'm Gary, I mean, I know. I know I'm getting old, but not okay, quite okay. there. Um, so, this is in the 1940s. And mm -hmm. in order to get out, she was in four different camps. And at the last camp, she decided to join the Department of Interior. And that's when they were sending the boys to 442nd. In Italy, right. and the girls got to join the government. And if you were joining the government, you could leave the camp. So her parents and her sisters were not exactly pleased Did that my that, right? that my mother was leaving. But my mother was the type of kid that she wanted to go to a white high school. So she worked as an au pair in a white neighborhood when she was in high school. So she could go to the white high school. She was done being a Japanese-American. She knew what discrimination was all about, and she just wanted to be equal. Mm -hmm. So I found recently her high school graduation photo, yearbook, mm -hmm. and there's only two Asians in there, she and this other girl. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is about as white as you can get. And that's how she grew up. And that's how she grew up. And then she joined the Department of Interior, and then when they, after the war, uh, she did join the Department of Defense as a civilian mm -hmm. and came to Japan. Mm -hmm. So there were just you and her here as you were growing up? Or did you have your, her parents? They were in the States, so it's just you and That's me right. against it's, the world. Yeah, the world. So that song really meant a lot to you. Yeah, yeah yes. Yes, yes. You really teared up, I bet you. Yeah. Okay. Still so, do, still do. So, yeah. so, so what was it like growing up? I mean, being the only child and having one parent when that was not popular. Tell me, that's right. Let's say that one. No one, no one Except ever talked about having one, one parent. parent. No. I mean, in school, you always had to draw mother and father, right? Two pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did not. I only drew one because I didn't have one. The only. What was the story that you were telling everybody? They, you probably had a good story as to why you didn't have a father at that time. You see, they died or. No. No, he didn't die. I, I never that. talked about it. I didn't even know. 
that she didn't that you have a needed to have a father. Okay. I knew that my friends had fathers, but right. I had I didn't know okay. that you needed a father. Right. Because my mom did both. Okay. She worked. Right. And I was a latchkey kid because right. Yeah. Um, right away there's nobody at home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. It, so, it's, so, so it's like, but you, being the only child, is that what got you? Well, we're going to get, okay, I want that part of that. Now, Jim, yeah. where were you born? I was born in Japan. Uh, my father was military. My mom's Japanese, Japanese. And he came over for the Korean War. But his brother uh, didn't make it out of World War II. He's in Arlington. Okay. And when There's he got. just the two of them. Uh, they're actually my two. My dad is one of eleven. So one of eleven. Because you made it sound like it's just two of them. Oh no, really one, he's one of eleven. But um, but when my father was, but the, mm -hmm. yeah, my dad was uh, supposed to go to Korea. So I was mm -hmm. I was born in Japan, but I came. Uh, my father's American, mom's Japanese. My father was supposed to go to Korea during the Korean War, mm -hmm. but he got stuck in Japan. Uh, because his brother, one of his brothers was killed in during World War II, so it was, don't send him over. Oh, he didn't have to go. He didn't go. I guess it's almost like the Saving Private right. Ryan thing. Right, right, right. right. I guess. But, so he stayed here in Japan. He was in Nagoya. Uh, what branch of the service was he in? Air Force, uh, he joined in the Army Air Force. Army Air Force, okay. And then it became right. the Air Force. Air Force, okay, good. Okay, so he was in there and then, wild stories back then, Korean War. And so he was a military policeman. <laughs> and then Komaki was Nagoya. It was called Komaki now, but it was air base there. So he was a military policeman. And he said whenever the, um, the guys came back for R&R, &R, he said it was rough. It had to be. Yeah. And it was just back sure. then, it was rough, rough. Oh, yes. And so, and my grandmother had a restaurant where the GIs used to go, but it wasn't a bar bar. It was like if you want to have good family type food mm -hmm. and like that. And so my mom was there and it was one of those, and I asked him, what attracted you guys to each other? You're just so different. And my mom said, he's the most stuck up SOB I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, what? He said, he was so confident, cocky. But he was so nice. It was, it was a confidence, but she said he had to have that confidence to do it, the job yeah, he had, right? right? And I said, what attracted, and my dad was attracted to her. I said, my mom never wore the same dress twice when she grew up. And so she went to school, and it was the old days where he had three helpers. And one of them sat in front of the gate during school, took her to walk to the school, and then walked her home. And so they're completely different people. And so my dad was, he liked her, and so he said, let's go out. And so they went dancing and stuff like that, and she liked him, and it came around, they got getting married, and, and it was really weird because my mom was giving up a whole lot to marry this GI. And that time, yes. Yeah, right? A whole lot. That's right. And my grandmother wasn't found, it wasn't just one restaurant. She owned like eight or nine restaurants, and my, and my, father, my grandfather owned a sign shop. Okay, so was your mother the first child? Only child. Oh man. And an adopted child. Oh oh. <laughs> right. And the reason she was adopted at a week old. The reason she was adopted, now my grandparents couldn't have children, but okay. adopted is, you know, the girl takes care of the parents type thing. And when she said that I'm marrying my 
this guy yeah, is not like, going to apply so easily at all. Now, somewhere I saw it down the stairs. That's right. And that's true. What? Say it again? Some, my grandfather chased my father with the samurai sword down the stairs and when he found out that my mom was gonna, wanted to marry him. Wow. And he was serious. And he was serious. I'm sure he was. And he had 140 some odd people working for him mm -hmm. uh, in his shop. Back in those days, if you went to movie theaters, they had the big signs on mm -hmm. top yeah, with all the paintings yeah. on that. And then uh, he had contracts with major people. So he had wow. 140 employees drawing signs. So he had a successful company. My grandmother advertising signs right, right. all over the place, right? Hand drawn. And, -drawn. and my, one of the yeah. biggest uh, impressions I had was Yamasaki bread. Mm -hmm. When they came into Nagoya, the first shop they went to was my grandmother's shop, and she, they said, "Please, please." And she said, "Okay, if my husband gets to do all of your signs for Chukyo Chiho." Wait, wait, what's your? What? Oh, that's your grandmother. My grandmother. Yeah. I'm listening. Okay, listening. And grandmother. She said, "Okay, if you let my husband do it, I'll, I'll, I'll buy your bread." And they said, okay. So my grandfather got all the Yamazaki bread signs and all the Chukyo. It's a Chubu area, right? That's good. So they were, but it was my, when I was, my mom got pregnant after, you know, they got married. My grandmother's sister went up to my grandmother and my, my grandmother said, no one will go see that child. That is not my grandchild. She is not, not my daughter. You will not go see them, right? So my grandmother's sister, Takashi-san, came to my grandmother and said, I'm going to see your grandson. Bye. And so she came to see me. And then after she saw me, she went back to my grandmother and said, I know we're not related anymore, but you've got a beautiful grandchild. <laughs> and walked. But my grandfather didn't tell my grandmother is the fact that he'd already seen me and was <laughs> right. <laughs> But after that, my grandmother said, why hasn't anybody, why hasn't anybody gone to see my grandchild? So it changed. But right. Were you the only child? I'm one, top first of five. Well, first of five, but who's after you? I've got the brother, girl. I've got myself, my sister who's born in the States, Virginia, right. uh, brother who's born in South Dakota, another brother who was born in Johnson Air Base. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and, and he came back here. And, and another, and my baby sister was born in San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. So were your parents still together now? Oh yeah. Well, my, both my parents passed away, but they were all together to the very, very end. Very end. So that's and the they were both hard-headed all the way to the end. About who they were. Yeah. In their own cultures. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Keep my talking mom. over <laughs> it so that <laughs> we can edit it. <laughs> my dad's from the South, Virginia, right? Okay, he's from Norfolk, Virginia. And back in that, those, that era, his parents or his family tried to be very nice to her. <laughs> tried to be. Yeah, but, but no. Operative word. Yeah. Tried to, they tried to be nice to her because you know, they have an impression of what Japan is at that time. We're talking... Right. long time ago right and the stereotype and my mother kept no, she kept her mouth shut being mm -hmm. japanese mm -hmm. when my dad got transferred to the states a lot of times he like the military does they send the, the father ahead and then the parent and sort of like unaccompanied no right. tdy right right, right, right. right? unaccompanied for three three or four months right and we had to stay someplace so we stayed at in norfolk so he got i went started in first grade in in japan at the school, military school, DOD school, and got transferred in April, so we went to Virginia and went into school, and the first, about two weeks after we went there, the teacher called my mom in and said, for a teacher, no conference, and said, mm -hmm. your son is, is showing no interest in, in school. 
He said, well, how are the grades? Those grades are good. She does all this homework, but he's showing no interest in school. And she said, let me see the works. And he looked at me and said, oh, he did this six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it kind of, right, right, right. and so we went out and we got moved around. And so we were a typical military family. It was fine. Uh, we never realized that we were any different than anybody else. Right, right. Because everybody. But you would. had, but you had each other too. Oh yeah, and, and even that was now. But how, what's the age difference between you and the youngest? How many years difference? I'll do between me and number four. Okay. Is forty-five months. <laughs> they were busy. Yeah. And there was a five-year difference between right. number four and number five. Right. right. Okay. And everybody's right. waiting for right. number five. Right. 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 Yeah. And number five. Uh, my mom said she never touched number five. She didn't have to. She didn't have to because everyone else took care of it. Yeah. Right. She started walking at seven months. <laughs> right, because everybody was saying, get up, you <laughs> got to play with right? us. Right. And it's interesting is that that relationship, that hierarchy, still exists now. Yeah, really? Are your siblings still real close oh, to we're you? Oh, we're very close. Yeah. Yeah. Are you close with all of them? Yeah. You know, were all of them in the States? They're all in the States. And we used to, until COVID, we would all meet in Hawaii every year. Every year. That's so beautiful. And so you're an uncle many times over. I'm an uncle many times over, and the great uncle. And you're the aunt too, many times over. Mm -hmm. I'm a great uncle. <laughs> great uncle. You want to make sure they hear that. A great, great uncle. uncle. No, no, really. Oh, you, oh, you mean you're a great uncle? Yeah, because I have an uncle. Oh, yeah. Because I have, I, right. I have I an so. uncle. Because the uncle, right. the, the kids. The uncle had kids. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Your nieces and nephews yeah. had kids. Kids, yeah. So do you know how many great? I think we're up to about nieces and nephews you have. Yeah, about ten now. <laughs> oh, all of them combined? Yeah. So two, 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 yeah two, but you're not a great great uncle yet. No. Okay. No, that's you another, don't think so, that's that's another yeah. couple of years. <laughs> More than a couple of years. More than a couple of years. No, we have just uh, the great nieces and great uh, nephews right. are right. being born now. Right. So, right. yeah, but it's fun. We would all meet meet up in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. We all and our biggest outing was the last one we had was like almost seventy of us. Seventy of us. Seventy. Seventy of you. Yeah, well, at, at our daughter's wedding, okay, of only 110 people, 80 were from his family. <laughs> and then had her just, side. Just, so some people were there, just to yeah, get somebody there. Right. It's like, okay, so let's try to find some people on my side. <laughs> and then, oh, my yeah, daughter, yeah. My daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, oh, yes, uh, she, her husband, should, should, they should have a few people, too. It's like, okay. Well, we had it in San Francisco, because he's from Sweden. We're in Japan. So and my family in California. San Francisco is in the middle. Okay. Everything we needed is there, transportation, everything. So we had it there. Yeah. And one of the I best- I saw the pictures. It was beautiful. Uh, it was. It was, really it was nice. a fun. It was totally fun. It was, it was really fun about it was, and I knew it had to be fun, was I'm standing there watching everything. And one of the people who worked in the of the hotel standing behind me said, Sir, do you mind if I tell you something? I said, Yeah, sure. What? Well, this is the best wedding we've ever had. I said, <laughs> well, thank you very much. She said, Do you mind if I take photographs? I said, No, please do. And she said, No, this is almost like a family reunion. And I said, It is. Well, it is. 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 And I told her, It, it is. really is. And reunion and union. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like <laughs> music. They said, Even from like, Two minutes after, other than the speeches, people were dancing, and she mm -hmm. said people were table hopping, going all over the place. And that's always nice. And it, was, it was great. And As I said, you know, I, we don't want a funeral. We want a what? We want a celebration. Thank you. And you know, I don't, I don't need to see the end. I just need to enjoy the present, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's so yeah. much more important. 
is to is to do celebrating while we're all here. Don't you yeah. think so? Right. Yeah. Because we're not going when we leave. It's going to be for a long time. I understand. Really? <laughs> really? Unless you believe you're reincarnated. Both of you've been married for how long now? Forty-six years. Forty-six years. Yeah. How did you meet? What was this first thing? But first, before I do that, I need yeah. to, because I I didn't know your career so much, but. Jerry, of course, yours is well known all throughout Japan. I would even say the world now because of all of the voiceovers you've done and all the different type of programs you've set up. And and they were kind enough to have my sons involved in. And Jim was always quiet and nice in the background, but always supportive. What did you? What was your job? What do you do outside of support <laughs> your wonderful wife? Swore my wife. No, I started at, uh, after college and joined a very Japanese company. Uh, by choice, because okay. I wanted to find out how the Japanese really worked. So right. I worked as Japanese, and that's where I learned writing all the reports and okay. dealing with the Japanese hierarchy, management stuff. So you learned, you became bilingual then, truly bilingual? No, I was, well, yeah, truly bilingual then okay. in business Japanese. you had to read and write, right? Yeah, read and write and everything like that. And then um, went to work for an advertising agency, which was 50-50. Right. And at that advertising agency, I was handling uh, multinational product. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed in this was that it was separated and you have the Japanese clients and you have the international clients. Mm-hmm. And the international clients, there were some things that I, being bicultural, noticed things that made sense in English but not in Japanese. And not the Japanese language but just showing what's on the screen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and certain habits they would show. And it was an interesting... I said, when I was doing it, I go, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And they said, what do you mean? It was been approved. I said, but why did it get approved? And they said, what's wrong with it? And I'd explain what was wrong with it. And so we did focus groups on it and gotcha. found out. But before I joined that agency, they were hounding me, I'm sorry, chasing me okay. for like almost a year. Hmm. That's About nice. a year. And they, so finally, after giving up on me, they attacked her to attack me. <laughs> Well, well, so you work with the advertising agency. But when I was being recruited, I said, "No, I don't. I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in." in, in But it's it's okay. So he got the job. I got the job anyway. So I worked there, and it was is a lot of fun because you're getting Western ideas where you can have the the concept is the same, but the strategy has to be modified to fit the Japanese. And like the role of a grandfather in Japan is very different than the role of a grandfather in the States. Mm and things like that. Or when people go out, you don't take a shower before you go out in Japan because you go out, then you come home, take a bath, and go to sleep. Gotcha. No, little things like that. I understand. Right. And so I worked there, and then I decided, and I reached my point of where I could grow after I found out that you know, every time a new position above me opened, I would be underneath that position. The mm-hmm. person above me would always come in from the home and office. And start all over again. I'd have to start all over again. In teaching, so I so finally I, I asked the boss. I said, uh, "How come? Can I put my name on that list?" He goes, "No." I go, "Why?" He says, "Well, you're a local hire." And I go, "Okay, thank you. Um, I'm leaving in in six months." And I give, and he said, "You can't do that." And I said, "What?" He says, "Well, it's too early." So I said, "Okay, fine," but I gave him a target date, and uh, there was. I also wanted to expand into another line of business. And did you? Yeah, and I. Uh, a friend of mine uh, was starting a new company, video company, mm-hmm. and getting involved in film and stuff like that. And that's so right. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And you were doing, and that was your company, the two yeah. of you. 
Yeah, it was, it was, we started off with uh, That's six. Right, I remember that, right. And we grew up to about 180 people. That's right. And so you know, we got lucky right off the bat, got like Jim Henson, all of Jim Henson's, <laughs> non-Sesame Jim Henson, you know, storyteller and stuff like right, that. Right. And then the next big one, big one we got was Driving Miss Daisy. Right. Then we got Field of Dreams. Then you got you know, this title and that title. And it was really, really good. However, it was in the days before venture capitalists mm -hmm. and the banks mm -hmm. loved you when they, as long as they could loan money to you and the company wanted to go public. And I said, no. You said no. No, I said no. Okay. And, but the, everybody else on the board, and the board back then no, was, they're, they're all finance people and I'm marketing. And I said, no. And so it ended up, I said, fine, I'm going on my own. And went into and as soon as I went out on my own, two days later, I get a call from a client saying, "I heard you quit." And I go, "What?" I said, "I heard you quit and you're not coming back." And I said, it "Hasn't been announced yet." And I said, "How'd you figure it out?" And he said, "Well, we called the office and asked for you, and they, they said you weren't in, and they asked when he's coming back, and they said they didn't know." So they knew you quit, yeah. So, so they called me up and they said, "Can you help us?" And you started going with them. With them, well. As a client, mm -hmm. I said, but I'm not traveling, I'm not doing this, because I was spending 150 some odd days a year on the road, right. and my body was just falling apart. And so, so that I concentrated on, on the kids' market, because I love teaching kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love about it is that I want to do something where people get something out of it. And that's one of the reasons I like Driving Miss Daisy. And I'm going to backtrack here a little bit, is that Driving Miss Daisy, people talk about the prejudice in that movie. I did not see it that way. Okay. I saw it as differences. All the way through the movie, just differences. Daisy was a teacher. Morgan Freeman couldn't read, right? And everything in there, they're, all, they're always comparing, was Woe from Georgia, well, they're New Yorkers, type thing. So there was a difference, and there was Daisy against the sister, uh, the daughter-in-law. Mm -hmm. It was all differences. How it was just built, but it's so ingrained in there that it seemed natural in the movie. But until you see it, you don't really understand, understand it. And Field of Dreams, also the scene that I loved in Field of Dreams is when Kevin Costner's father gets into the van and he sees his father at 18 years old. Because when was, most kids, when is the first memory of their father? Right. When they're five or six or seven years old, well, their father is probably about 30, 31. Their father is into raising their child. They've become serious. So when you were 18, I got to, right? Yeah, that's right. Same thing. And so we don't see that. That's right. You miss but all that. You miss all that because you your father has to work his nine to five and maybe plus a few hours at night right. and stuff like that. And that to me was just the drawing point. I mean, the guys coming out in the field of the cornfield, that's great. But yeah, that right. get, but getting that part right there. Right there is like, well, 18. 18, right? right? And every one of us has that 18-year-old thing. And so that's what I love about kid stuff. Mm -hmm. And Storyteller was one of the misunderstood ones in that everybody loves a good story. And most good storytellers are drunk. <laughs> right? <laughs> Think about it. Sitting around the campfire and all that. And you're like, <laughs> right? And you're just drawing. Yeah, you give a, yeah. yeah. And so those are the people, you know, the real boom, boom, boom type storytelling. Right, right. Not fun, but people who they know how to pull you in. Yeah, pull you in. And that was a great thing about that, that whole series. And that's a great thing about Jim Henson stories. 
ポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポーポ
they want to have Chinese, so we went to the Chinese at this hotel. And I said, anybody have any? And I said, Jim, you choose since you live here and you know what this Chinese food is like. I said, yeah, sure. Anybody have any dislikes that you don't want me to order? Well, I don't like this, and I don't like this, and I don't like that. And I go, uh, let's everybody order what they want, and I'll <laughs> eat everything. That's <laughs> interesting. How did you two meet each other? We met in college. We met you in went college. to Georgia too? Yes. Yeah. You went to Sophia as well. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and, but we actually went to the same high school. And we didn't know it. We didn't what know high school was that? Chofu, Chofu High School. You went to Chofu High School, the Air Force Base High yeah. School, right? Yeah. 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 Next day, yeah. SIG. Yes. Yeah. Right I don't know what to say. You do it from around 20. Right, right. right. Yeah. Or, so or 16. Is 16 or is that 20? 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 16 is Yakota. Yeah, yes, right. I used to you're there, right? No, so when we were in college and we were on our first date and we were talking about things, I was talking about my cat, she was talking about his dog, right. and um, we were talking about high school, and he said, well, you wouldn't know my high school. And I said, why? And he said, well, it's a very small high school. And then he was talking about his teachers that he liked and some friends that he had, and I thought, wait. I had teachers with the same name. I have friends with the same name. How, how strange is that? And it was like, so where was your locker? <laughs> and it was like, well, in this building, and my locker was here. And I said, and my locker was here. You never saw, knew each other then? No, I saw him. Well, no, we, we you saw each other. So when it, when it all of a sudden started to no. flood in, you went, no. I've been seeing him. I no. know, I, but it was someone I definitely did not like. Somebody. He was too tall. Or he, something? he was tall and skinny and, 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 just, and, and just you know, ooh, not my type. Are you kidding? Seriously, six foot three and one hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> this is Morgan real. Really, I mean, it was like really. I, mean, I can't do this one. No, I can't no, do this no. one. No, but when I saw him in college on the first day of school. Uh, I was in the student government, so I, our office just looked over the hallway where all the new students were walking through, and I, and I saw these four guys walking down the hallway, and I looked at my girlfriend, and I said, I'm marrying one of those guys. With him in mind. I just knew it. I was going to marry him. <laughs> and, and they said, well, great. What's his name? I don't know. I need to find out. <laughs> need to find out. And you dated for how many years before you? Five. Five years? Four and a half years. So you truly became friends first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had to. You have to be friends. <laughs> well, that's a secret to a good marriage. No, no. Well, still my best that's friend. Right. So. That's how it should be. Yeah. No, yeah. That's true. It's BFF? Because I remember I used to see you bicker just once when we did the kite thing. I never forgot it, but you got really mad at something. You were mad at Jerry. And Jerry kind of just brushed you up like, hey, par for the course or something like yeah, that. she still does it. <laughs> <laughs> and you just stayed together. And you and I talked for a while during that time. Because I was feeling the same way towards my wife. I was just upset about something. I don't know what, but... It's just interesting when you can stay together for a long time. You probably get the same thing. You're saying something, and you get a completely different answer on an unrelated subject. Yeah. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> because, but you know what they say, that yeah. the cause is that. And I found out, because I like working with kids yeah. too. For the first, I think it's six to eight weeks yeah. after inception, yeah. we're all female. Yeah. Right? That's a biological fact. 
Then after that, then the testosterone, when you're going to become a boy, showers down. And when it does, what happens to the male is it stops the left and right hemisphere from communicating so quickly. Mm -hmm. The synapse. That's why you can say, right. That's why you can say men are brain damaged. (laughs) Because we can't do this so quickly. And that's why women have the impression of being able to be able to do something simultaneously, which isn't true. It's just they can think of it so quick. Where we say, left. Right. <laughs> what an awesome concept. It's true. It's true. It's true. And we do that at about the age 15. Yeah. You can figure it out. Well, that's exactly what happened. As I, he was a freshman in high school. I mean, it's like left, right. That's your left foot. That's your right foot. Mm-hmm. They need to go out like that. And you decided to stick with them from that time on. Well, oh, from no. college, yeah. College. Yeah, from college. We didn't. I mean, in high school, but it was so funny as... When she went home after we'd been talking and looked at her school albums, right? She looked at school albums and she called and said, that was you? (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, well, he's tall. He can pick up things, right? right. right? It's really handy. He's very handy. (laughs) Very convenient. So so how did you get involved in your career? My career. Came in in college um, because I was in the student government. We had a phone in the office, school office, and people would call in because we were the international division. They knew that Gaijin's went to college in Japan, and we were just about the only college. There was a little division in Waseda, but I think Sophia was the big yeah. university mm-hmm. with, with Gaijin kids. Right. So if people wanted models, if people wanted English teachers, if... Um, Anything that had to do with gaijins, and particularly English, yeah. they would call, mm-hmm. and I happened to be answering the phone, and you know, and then we had a bulletin board. We would write down what people were looking for, and then paste it up on the bulletin board. So one day, NHK called, and they said, "We're looking for someone." It's like, okay, let me get that phone number, <laughs> write down the phone number, so that I would always remember that. And then, um, yeah, and then I got the job. That's what started you in NHK? Mm-hmm. Now, and that started on NHK, and yeah, that was in black and white. Black and white at the time. <laughs> Not that you want to make sure. High either. school <laughs> correspondence course. So it's very strict, you know, this is very a strict. pen, this is an apple. Right. And then I would go, this is a pen? <laughs> how exciting. That's how you, and then they said, this girl has some skills. There's something different. There's something different about saying this is a pen. There you go. Then you could have been that guy and said, this is a pen. This is an apple. Yeah, but we can do it. How did I miss out on that? How did I miss out on that? This guy. Yeah, I know. We should have done it. I know. You actually made more money on that than everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a pen. But fortunately, um, the commercial stations were also watching, or there would be somebody who would writing it up on a on a uh, magazine or something mm-hmm. saying, you know, and it, something is happening at NHK. Some, there's some girl who's different. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that I spoke Japanese. So I got uh, uh, contacted by an agent who said, do you want to audition for a, a waido show, which is the morning the show, show, the, the, the variety, variety shows, the, the variety morning shows, shows that they have. It's called the wide show. But it's really wide show, but they say waido. Okay. Waido show. Okay. And I said, sure, because I used to watch TV all the time, and I sort of knew that. 
And then they were looking for a reporter who would do crazy things. But I didn't know that they were looking for a reporter to do crazy things. I thought they were looking for a reporter to do things. Mm -hmm. And my first job was there were 10,000 mamushi poisonous snakes that, that needed to be washed in the swimming pool at Yabuzuka Onsen where they made mamushi sake. And would I please go to that? Because the regular reporter from Fuji TV didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to do that, so would this girl, Gaijin girl. Right. This girl liked to do it. Mm -hmm. So I said, sure. So and I you went. knew Mamushi were going to be in there by well, that time. You already knew. I, she thought she was going to be looking into the pool. Yes. I didn't know that I was going to be in, in the, the pool. pool. Not protected at all. Wait, well, no, no, they, uh, they had a... Uh, the waiters. They, you know, those big... Um, their boots, but they come all the way up to here, the rubber. But the snakes, okay, go on. Okay, and uh, the bottom of the pool was kind of filled with moss, so it's kind of slippery, and it would be dangerous if I slipped, so they wrapped straw around my boots so that the straw would keep me, would keep me steady. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then they gave me a rake, okay. and they said, okay, you can go down into the pool now. And, and the pool is, I will admit, it's only about waist high, so filled with water. So it's not all the way up to here, right? You know, maybe it was knee high. It seemed like it was all the way up to here. But, and then I would be watching the snakes, and the TV cameras would be watching, and, and there would be snakes crawling up my rake. And I would scream and say, there's a snake crawling up my rake and things. And they thought it was great fun. And they telecom, did they broadcast this? So they broadcast that, okay. and I got a job. All right. <laughs> so, so I did that job for about three years of doing strange things right. of, at different places. Now, Ego de Asobo, most people, I don't know how many people would know, but they shouldn't know that you started this. I started it in how the did 1990s. How did you start uh, Well, there was, a, there was an idea of uh, having a children's program mm -hmm. in English, and I said, well, Let's do a bilingual one. Let's not just do an English one. Let's, let's make it so that kids who are watching the show who don't have the luxury of going to ASIJ or Nishimachi or any of the international schools, kids who happen to have two parents of two different countries, two different backgrounds, who are all half kids, would have confidence in knowing that it's okay to speak two languages. It's okay to be different, you know, it's, it's good. And here's a program that if you speak any English, it's for you. And if you speak any Japanese, it's for you. And if you speak both, it's really for you. So I was able to convince them that there should be a program that's showing English and Japanese in a natural sense. And then of course, you know, there's educators that also want to do the same mm -hmm. thing. So. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that turned into a phenomenon in Japan because everyone tried to copy it after that. Oh, yes, yes. Everyone, every time you looked at any station, they any, had the English, children's Japanese, program. They had every, English yeah. Japanese section to it, most definitely. And I was so happy you had my boys involved in that. that well, because so they nice. were perfect. That was they, beautiful. They were absolutely perfect. We still have the series, too. And, and they <laughs> listened to directions well. Yeah. They, they did everything. Yeah. 
just just perfectly. Doesn't fear their dad. No, <laughs> you know, I was going to say that. I thought, no, no, we don't want to do this. No, no. Right. So, what are your aspirations for the future? I mean, what are you doing now? What do you do? Pretty much continuation of the same thing, but but you know, the world changes, and the, of course the the media medium and the media changed, and so now like working with apps, that uh, some pretty popular ones, I mean, like you know. Um, Hungry Caterpillar, things like that, and other properties where you, know, you can make some changes and it works here. Now, Hungry Caterpillar's work is beautiful because there is no dialogue in it, and, but it's universal. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, creating animated series that can be adapted to, to various countries. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, with the new like Netflixes and Amazons and all that, it, out to the world, as we said, was the Squid Game, right? right. The same thing. That's it, right. It, you think about it. But Squid Games, isn't that really a compilation? It's a rip, I'm not a rip off, but it's a copy of a lot of Japanese anime. No, but that's, that's why it works, to me. Okay. okay that's it, good. You I mean, can, it's not a bad thing, I'm just saying. No, no, it's, yeah. it's why it works. If you, you can remove the dialogue from Squid Game mm -hmm. and it's understand terrible. what's going on there. It's, it's terribly. It's terribly scary. Yeah, but that's. But I haven't seen it yet. But you think that is not called on that, right? Right. Yeah, right. I saw some of that. I saw some of the previews of it. But the but the Koreans are known for having very emotional movies and content. But they're great at it. I know. I'm great at it. Bloody. No one in Asia is better at it because they they take you to places that you really don't want to go anymore. Right. You know what I mean? But but it's in that society. Not that society, but it's in even in Japan society, it's there. It's there. If, if you look at the old Zatoichi movies, that's true. That's true. And what's it? Dano, he sets it. He, he sets it once. Look at the air. The movies versus the the TV. The TV, TV right. is Mitokoma, and you'll never see any right, blood, right? right? You'll never see it. But I remember the first Zatoichi movie that I went to go see. I didn't. I didn't go there to see that. I went to see another movie, and it happened to be on. Right. And back then, you could walk in in the middle of a movie right, and right. and just sit down, right. Right? right? So I sat down, and I was going to eat a popcorn or something, and then all of a sudden there was just blood all over oh, the screen. Right. And you went whoa! whoa. whoa. I, and I didn't even know that because I had only watched the. TV series right, of right, the right. Satoichi, and That's there's right, right. no blood anywhere, right? No, right no. So it's not scary. Because they use the customs. It, but it was like, oh, I just lost my appetite. I, I was going to see another event, and that was a dancing show. So it's like I wasn't expecting to see chopping mm -hmm. up people. So you two are working together. We're constantly. Do you do regularly? I mean, what's your day like? Uh, we're not doing constantly, no. Okay, Just so we're under the same roof but different rooms. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're working on your projects yeah. and you're working on your projects. And even on the same project, I don't tell her what to do. I always I have somebody in between. Wanted to, <laughs> no, I couldn't. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to bring what I tell her at work home. Gotcha. Right? So <laughs> if I'm working on the project, I'm not a director. If I'm working, I sit on the side, I tell the director, I said, did you notice that? Mm -hmm. And he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And then the director will tell her. Gotcha. And it, it keeps... It keeps the yeah, harmony at home. Like, Don't you tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, so, and yourself. Well, I'm, I'm still doing voices. Right. 
because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But I have to realize that I need to probably slowly give it up at times in order to direct. Oh, I see. In, in order to expand, in mm-hmm. order to produce, then I can't be in the middle of the show and producing at the same time. It just doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that coordinated. I'm not some of these actors who can direct yeah, and produce and be in the show at the same that. time. Right. That's not true. I mean, I would love to do that, right. but some, I need to have another me. I understand. You also have to have a perspective as a director of not being inside the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to see it from the outside. If that's what you choose to do. Yes. Because some people like to just stay where they're at. Oh, I, I'd like to be where I'm at, but right, I right. realize that there's demand for me to be somewhere else I as well. So. And also, too, there's very few people who are completely bilingual and bicultural who can direct and or act. or So... In order to create a bilingual, bicultural property, you yourself have to be bilingual, bicultural to be able to to mesh them, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it looks easy. Like, oh, you're bilingual. Um, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole lot of nuances there that you have to be able to have a hold of yeah. to be able to make it work. It's yeah. not just the language. That's it's, right. It's the whole concept. That's right. And, and you usually have to live it to be able to be able yeah, to do it. I think so. I think like so. eating ramen. I'm sorry, guys. Guys cannot eat ramen the same way. I mean, I said guys. Except for ramen and soba, I don't like to slurp, so I will. <laughs> I'll I'll be in the guys category. Yeah. It's okay. Who would the two of you like to end with? This podcast. How would you like to wrap it up? Because I want to make sure people can contact mm-hmm. you if they need you for anything. Yeah. Give me, Give me a call. Give me a call. Give me a call. Yeah. So, <laughs> Give me a call. I'm still no, working. No, I'm still working. No, if you're interested in uh, knowing more about the culture and things like that from a different perspective, okay. a non-corporate perspective, no, please feel free to contact us. No, we're all we're always here. I mean, my thing is that there's so much I see what's on television and see what how like the broadcasters like to position Japan and how Japan really is. It's, com- it's very different. That's right. Okay, the, the Japanese government tries with their cool Japan thing, but they're approaching it completely different. And when they t- say someone is a kokusai-ha, well, just because they did a year in a university here and a year in a university there doesn't make them kokusai-ha, right? <laughs> And just because they did their MBA at some, doesn't make them, some of them, it's very, very different. And another thing too is that an English speaker, and this is not a blanket statement, but so much emphasis in the international business community is placed on finding good English speakers. The English speaker should be a supplement or secondary. They should find good people. And then the English speaker comes in, or the person who understands the culture. Because so much of Japan is the unspoken body language. It's right? That's right. It's, that's right, that's it's right. a word that comes in, kedo. That's right. I could apologize, but. Right. I think it's a great idea, but. You, that's where you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And just because they say something's interesting 
doesn't mean it, they're interested. <laughs> or that they'll think about it. Right. <laughs> doesn't mean they're yeah. going to think about it at all. I want to thank both of you for yeah. being here. No, this has okay. been wonderful. We're going to have to do it again because there's so much more I really want to get into it, brother, because you have so much to offer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Arigato. Thank you. I want to thank all of you watching this podcast. Make sure you press like, subscribe, and never forget, it's all alone. Continue to reach for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed.